This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Welcome to the Bolts Broadcast, a brand new hockey podcast, all about the Tampa Bay Lightning as a part of the new Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Mike Mitchelson. Joining me today, Chase Crawshaw. Chase, how you doing today? Doing pretty good. Still sitting here in quarantine, but college graduate now, so a little happier, a little less stress going on, but now a lot of free time coming up. Oh yeah, very nice. Congratulations on that. Today, we are recording on Sunday, which is Mother's Day, so happy Mother's Day to all the mothers that may be listening or all the mothers that, uh, you know, helped all of you guys get through life, but because it's Mother's Day, this episode may be a little bit shorter. We're not sure what we got today. We got news, then we have, we're going to look at playoffs as if they started now and then do predictions. We didn't really want to do another mock draft. We felt like that may get a little repetitive. So we may pick that up here in the next couple episodes, but this time we're going to be taking a look at the playoffs as if it was starting right now based on the current standings, not point percentage, nothing like that. So it is going to screw some teams out of spots, but then again, this isn't the actual NHL playoffs. This is just a little mock playoff thing that we're doing. Um, So Chase, let's start off with some news here. Uh, First on tap, the league has told teams that they will get a notice before the NHL draft actually happens. Yep, so there was a little bit of talk uh, we talked about in the previous episode where the draft may happen as early as June 5th. Uh, well, the NHL did not come to any decision yet, and they also said that the owners, the teams, GMs, will have at least a month to prepare like from the announcement to the actual draft. So we know that the draft will not be till at least mid-June, still in favor of if you're going to play the season, wait till the season's over, or just cancel the season. Uh, but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I know the NHL is really looking for something positive to get themselves in the news. Yeah, for sure. And I'm in the same boat with you, Chase. I would prefer the draft to happen after the season is finished or if the season is canceled too, that's fine. Um, but I did say in the last episode, it would be kind of interesting to see some rookies hop in, play in the playoffs maybe. But, uh, you know, I agree with you. I want it after the season. Next up, we look at some Brendan Leipzig news, and this is very unfortunate, and Chase, I'll just let you take it away. So, this happened during uh, this previous week. Brendan Leipzig had his Twitter DMs, I don't know if it's necessarily hacked, but they screenshots of what happened, of things that he was saying were released. Uh, He said some pretty unsettling things about some teammates about some friends about some wives of of other NHL players uh so uh, a lot happened a big controversy happened uh now because of this the Capitals have uh terminated Brent Leipzig's contract so he is no longer an NHL player uh it's it's just some it's some pretty negative news for the NHL it's something that they really don't need right now while no sports is going on while they can't produce any positive news it's something that the NHL's not looking forward to trying to shake because they got to find some way to do it coming up soon 
Yeah, and it's super unfortunate that it happened this season just because it seems like this has been the season where the NHL just keeps getting hit with stuff like this. So it seems like it just keeps piling on top of itself, and it's really unfortunate, and we hope to see a change come. Yeah, absolutely. Final piece of news here, not NHL-related, but it is sports-related. Last night was UFC 249. Dana White had a post-presser and was talking about how you know they hope to be the lead when it comes to bringing back sports. Uh, you know, it is a combat sport. It's not a team sport, so it may be a little bit different. But Dana White did say that multiple major league commissioners have reached out to him and trying to figure out what they're doing exactly to keep everybody safe, to keep everything going smoothly and stuff like that. So it was really awesome to see sports actually come back last night. Uh, I didn't pay for the pay-per-view personally. I saw some highlights on YouTube, Um, but it's nice to see it back. And to see, you know, other big league commissioners reaching out to Dana White in the UFC, trying to figure out how they can bring their own sport back is awesome to see. And it's going to be very exciting for all of us. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's the fact that this event happened. It's, you know, it's good, positive news so far. Uh, Hopefully this is just the first step of many for many leagues and many sports around the world and and the U.S. Because, you know, we, we really need something soon. As, as we're getting real bored here. So hopefully this is just the start of the positive news. Yeah, most definitely. So before we dive into our playoff predictions, our mock playoff predictions, we're going to hear a quick word from our friends over at Manscaped. This episode is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-belt grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Listen, guys, I get it. It's quarantine. What's the big deal? But guys, come on. We all know it. When you trim the hedges, the tree stands taller. And that's why Manscaped has been working over the past 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer known to man, the Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick free thanks to Manscaped advanced skin safe technology. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. One of the coolest features, my personal favorite, is the LED light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. Guys, I want to help you get your own Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 right now by letting you know you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code THPN at manscaped.com. That's again, 20% off with your free shipping at manscaped.com when you use our promo code THPN. All right, Chase, next up, playoff predictions. How we're doing this, I said a little bit earlier on, we're just doing it based off current standings. We're not doing point percentage. Uh, This is, again, a mock, so maybe your team gets screwed out of this. Don't worry. That's not what's going to happen in real life. At least we don't think so. If it does happen, then, hey, we're ahead of the curve. But, uh, Chase, we're going to do this as if it started right now. We've had some weeks off of hockey, so momentum might not be the biggest thing in this now. Uh, But let's first up go through the Western Conference, starting with Vegas versus Winnipeg. Who would you have taking this series? So ultimately, this series, 
I decided that Winnipeg would take this. I think it'd be a pretty close matchup. It'd be, uh, I have it going seven games, so a 4-3 win for Winnipeg. I think the teams are pretty even. I just give the advantage to Winnipeg because they've kind of exceeded expectations a little bit. Connor Halbuck's played so well. The team has done pretty well in front of him, too. So, I, I just I lean a little more towards Winnipeg. I feel you there. And the one thing with Winnipeg, or at least their biggest weakness, is that defensive core, which... Honestly, I think you need a good defensive core to go far in the playoffs. But for me, they will sneak past Vegas in six games as I think Winnipeg is more skilled up front versus Vegas. I think goaltenders are probably pretty similar. Connor Hellebuck may get the slight edge over Marc-Andre Fleury. But uh, I, I think when you're coming off of quarantine, you know, there's no momentum. Team play might not be the highest. I think you got to go for the most skilled team. And I think Shifley, Line, Wheeler, Connor, Ehlers, those type of names are going to push you over Vegas, who, you know, they've got good names like William Carlson, like Mark Stone, like Max Pacioretty, but I just don't think they compare to the others that I mentioned prior. Uh, that's fair. I, I agree. If, if I had to def- like give my bid for high end talent on the forward group, I would definitely choose Winnipeg over Vegas. Really, Most- the D4, too. Yeah. Uh, okay, so next up, Chase, we got Edmonton versus Calgary. This has been a series that we have been pleading for for months on months, and then, of course, we get struck with the coronavirus, so uh, we might not even get this matchup, which would be probably the most unfortunate thing ever. Uh, a great series. The Flames led the regular season series 3-1, to one, and every single game was action-packed, a lot of hits, a lot of uh, extracurricular activity, if you know what I mean. So, Chase, who would you have taking this matchup? This one, I, I give the slight edge to Calgary in another 4-3 to three, uh, series. I, I just think Calgary is probably the better-built team for a playoff run. Sure, Edmonton's got Connor McDavid, Andre Seidel. They were playing so hot this year while they were healthy. Now that everyone's kind of slowed down, I think just the most complete teams are going to be the ones that are the best from the get-go. So Calgary's a little more complete than Calgary. Or, geez, excuse me. Calgary's a little more complete than Edmonton, if you ask me. So I give this first-round advantage slightly to Calgary. But still should be a really fun matchup if it were to happen. Yeah, most definitely. And I agree that Calgary is probably a better-built team all around than Edmonton when it comes to playoffs. But the one thing I went with when coming into my predictions is I looked at who's got the high-end talent because I think coming back from the coronavirus and having to jump into playoffs right now, I'm looking at who are the guys that are better than everyone else that can take over games even when you've been on break for so long. And I looked at McDavid and Dreisaitl and thought, that's them. So I've got Edmonton taking this one in seven. Uh, even though I, I think Calgary probably would have taken it if it wasn't for uh, the coronavirus. And, you know, just my thinking of it, I, I'm looking at the high-end skill as well as consistent goaltending. I don't think really either team has consistent goaltending in this matchup. So I'm giving Edmonton the slight edge, but I would be very excited to see this series. Yeah, I get that. It makes sense. And definitely fair enough. Uh, it really could go either way. I just want the best hockey possible out of this series. Yeah, for sure. All right, Chase, next up, St. Louis versus Nashville. Uh, A good series here that could be quite defensive, but who do you got going here? So I actually have the Nashville Predators knocking out the reigning Stanley Cup champions 4-2, so six games. Uh, I think 
that you know, like the St. Louis, they're they're a well-built team. Uh, the, they should have a fully healthy roster. Same thing with pretty much every other team in the playoffs. But the Predators have got the series sweep on them in the regular season. They've kind of got the upper hand that way. No matter how much you don't think it plays a factor, it always plays a slight little factor. It's always there in the back of your head. So I, I just give a little bit of advantage to Nashville. Uh, I think Pekka Rene is going to come in after having some, like really quite a bit of time at rest, be ready to go and go back to being the high-level goaltender he has been, really help him out in this playoff run and give me Nashville here. Yeah, and you got a great case for it as the Preds took that regular season series four to nothing. Uh, but for some reason, since Nashville lost to the Penguins in 16-17 in that Stanley Cup final, Nashville has just completely underwhelmed me. I, I always think of Nashville as a high-end team, a team that's most definitely top eight in the league that I think should be pushing for cups every single year. But for some reason, they just continue to underwhelm me. So I give it to St. Louis here, actually in five. So you got Predators in six. I'm taking St. Louis in five. Uh, I, I got to give it to the, the reigning Stanley Cup champs. Jordan Bennington, he was pretty good this year uh, on top of what he did last year. It was just, just phenomenal. I think uh, the Blues just have a better overall team. So I'm giving the edge to the Blues here. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, Chase, Colorado versus Dallas. I assume I know who you're going here because you've been going with this team for uh, like a year and a half, which makes no sense, but go ahead. Still think that they are one of the sneakier teams and coming off a lot of rust, a lot of reflection, they are going to be stronger than ever after having a couple, couple guys really struggle during the year. But the Dallas Stars will beat the Colorado Avalanche 4-2. to um, So Ben Bishop is going to come in. He's going to go back to playing at that Vezina level like he has the last couple of years. Tyler Sagan is going to continue to be Tyler Sagan. Jamie Ben's going to figure it out. Alexander Radulov is going to provide that well-needed offense. Having John Klingberg and Murray Heiskanen you know, on the back end, they are in a very good position for their high-end talent. I really love their depth. They've got some great young players, like Rupe Hintz is one of my favorite young players in the league. I think they're just in a very good position to have a lot of success in the playoffs, and give me them at six. All right, and Chase, that would be the second matchup you have taken the team that has series-sweeped the other team 4-0 as Nashville swept the St. Louis Blues, like we mentioned. Dallas sweeps Colorado in their regular season matchup. And... I, I personally think that Colorado has the better high-end talent. I would take Nathan McKinnon over Tyler Sagan. I like uh, Landis Cog better than Jamie Benn. You get Miko Rantanen, Kale McCarr. You get a lot of players over there. But, Chase, I did mention I'm picking based off of skill and consistent goaltending. I think Dallas has the more consistent goaltending, so I give this one to Dallas in Game 7 as I think Ben Bishop can just uh, not not stonewall the avalanche, not you know totally destroy and dismantle the offensive prowess of the Colorado Avalanche, but I think at the end of the day, Sagan's going to be able to score on Colorado's goaltending more than McKinnon will be able to on Dallas. So I give this one Colorado in seven. Close game, close close series. So uh, next up, we move to the Eastern Conference. Chase first matchup. Boston, Columbus. This one's super tough, I know. Yep, I've got Columbus winning in two. Nah, yeah, I've, I've got Boston taking this 4-1. Uh, I was borderline, like, should I put a sweep here just for the hell of it? But I did not. Uh, just 4-1, Columbus could sneak out a little win. 
But like it, it's Boston series. I don't think it's much of a question. Yeah, most definitely. And I will give a sweep here. I, I mean, we've talked about it a couple of times. We just don't think Columbus's roster is very talented. Like, it's awesome to see what Torts is doing with this team. This team shouldn't have been a playoff team. Torts gets them to the playoffs. That's stupendous. But it's just not that talented of a roster. You got Boston, who is arguably top two in the East, and the East is just so incredibly strong. So uh, I'm giving Boston in four here, and uh, it just doesn't seem like there's much of a chance for Columbus. But next up, we've got Tampa Bay versus Toronto. Our Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. Chase, who are you taking in this one? Obviously, it's going to be our Tampa Bay Lightning in six games. Uh, you know, Toronto's got a slight series advantage based off the regular season, but give me Tampa's forwards, give me Tampa's D, give me Tampa's goalie every single day of the week. I figure Toronto, you know, they're built well enough to have a lot of enough, or at least enough high-end talent where they'll steal a game or two, so six just seems fair. But I don't I don't think they have a super realistic chance of winning the series. Tampa will not fall flat on their face like they did last year against Columbus. Yeah, most definitely, and I'm also taking Tampa in this one, but I didn't really know what to do. Do I do I give seven because Toronto has phenomenal high-end talent, which I am factoring into my predictions, or do I give them only five games for Tampa Bay to win just because we've heard multiple times that this Toronto team has been very lazy this season, and would they be able to come off of the pandemic, hop right into playoff play, and be at their top level, or would they be slacking a little bit, a little bit lazy? So I have decided, yes, Toronto is very lazy, so it's going to be a five-game series. The Tampa Bay Lightning are going to take that one. Uh, you know, Awesome Matthews and Mitch Marner, uh, not John Tavares, not John Tavares, just Awesome Matthews and Mitch Marner, will pull a win out of their butts when it comes to, uh, let's say, game three. But the rest of the games will go to the Tampa Bay Lightning as they move on to play the Boston Bruins. But, Chase, next up, we've got Washington Capitals, Carolina Hurricanes. And this one is a rematch from last year's first round in which the Carolina Hurricanes took it in seven. Yeah, uh, but this time around, I'm giving Washington the advantage. I have it going to be being a 4-2 to two series. Carolina's just got that really stupendously built decor. The goaltending is still an issue, and they've, they've got some good high-end forwards. But Washington just kind of really outmatched them, and I almost every single way, if not every single way, uh, you know, the defense, the whole depth part. Carolina's got the advantage, but when it comes to the the, the high-end talent and the game-changing type defensemen, which aren't very common in the league, you know, Washington's got John Carlson, and Carolina really doesn't have a guy quite like that right now. So just give me Washington in six. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you here with everything. I, I think Washington takes it in six as well. Washington's got the more high-end talent. Washington's got the more consistent goaltending. Washington has the better defenseman, like you mentioned. James Norris, uh, favorite in my mind, John Carlson. So uh, it's going to be a fun series, but I think Washington gets the revenge this time. Finally, we've got the Pittsburgh Penguins versus the Philadelphia Flyers. The last matchup of the first round battle of Pennsylvania. Who do you have taken this one? Well, let me be honest. If if it was coming off the regular season, the way the Flyers were rolling, I would have said it would be a Flyer sweep. But with everyone sitting around, when you just 
But if you put pen to paper, you compare the Penguins and the Flyers, I don't really think that's very much of a competition. I think it'll still be a close matchup, because it usually is between these two teams. It's it's pretty tough. There's a lot of high-end scoring games. You know, there's fights. There's all the fun extracurricular activities. So I'm going to give the advantage to the Pittsburgh Penguins 4-3. Okay, and I'm giving this one to the Penguins 4-2 to two in six games. Uh, I don't know if it would have been a sweep if it were, you know, coming right off of the regular season because, yes, the Flyers did have a lot of uh, momentum going into it. I think the Flyers would have won the series a sweep. Maybe not. Sidney Crosby is pretty good. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. But, uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'm going to give this one to Pittsburgh as well. I think Pittsburgh has the more consistent goaltending, like I said, the more uh, high-end talent, Crosby and Malkin. I mean, that's probably a, a top three duo in the whole league, if not number one. So uh, next up, Chase, we'll move on to the second round, and this will start getting a lot quicker because we don't got to cover as many games. So first up, you have Winnipeg versus Calgary. Who do you take in that matchup? I'm going to Winnipeg 4-2 in this one. Uh, I end up, end of the day, Chucks went up to the better goaltending. Winnipeg's clearly got the better goaltending. Uh, you know, we, we've made the case for a lot of these teams in the first round, so I just think Winnipeg fares better than Calgary, so give me them in six. Okay, and then I've got Winnipeg versus Edmonton in this series, and I am also giving it to Winnipeg. I think high-end talent, goaltending, I mean, I keep talking about it, I think Winnipeg takes it. But the one thing that I think is interesting is I don't think either of us really would have Winnipeg going this far if the regular season was ending and we're jumping right into the playoffs just because Winnipeg was pretty underwhelming. Their defensive, the defense for the Winnipeg Jets was just not very good this year. And I don't know. I I think it's cool to see them go further when it's post-pandemic than pre-pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they're, they're really carried by Hellbuck in the regular season, and you worry about that because come playoff time might be a little tired, but with this rest, I think Connor Hellbuck's a guy who steps right in and is at the top of his game. I don't think you need to worry about him being rusty, so that's why he's really going to have a huge advantage if the playoffs were to just start up right now. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Chase, the last Western division? I think it's the... Div- I think it's division round uh, matchup is the Nashville Predators versus the Dallas Stars for you. This one's tough. Who are you taking? Yep. It is a little tough. Uh, I give the advantage to the Dallas Stars 4-1, to one, though. I, I think it's going to be the point where I just I really think this Dallas Stars team is going to surprise people. You know, they had a slow start of the season, and they really started figuring it out. I really think that this team is built for a sneaky type of Western Conference playoff run. They're built to be able to handle the tough teams. Meanwhile, they can still score at a pretty high rate. If you can do both those things in the West, you're going to have a lot of success. And, of course, they have the phenomenal goaltending. So I just think they're going to be able to kind of handle Nashville in this playoff series 4-1. to Okay, for sure. And if that was my series, I would also give it to Dallas. But I had St. Louis beating Nashville. So I have St. Louis versus Dallas. And, you know, I, I talked about how Nashville has kind of been underwhelming since the 2017 Stanley Cup loss. Uh, boy, oh boy, can I get into this with the Dallas Stars. How many years has it been, Chase, where I predicted the Dallas Stars in the Stanley Cup Finals? Since 2015, maybe? Yeah, like too many. Like We, we were still in high school, and you were predicting it like, in the college, and it just didn't happen. Yeah, it just never worked, because these guys would just always underwhelm, and it always made me so mad. 
And for that reason, I'm giving it to the St. Louis Blues in seven. I think the St. Louis Blues defense is too good. Their goaltending is too good that it's going to be able to shut down the Dallas Stars scoring prowess in a couple games. Not all of them, obviously. If it's going seven, it's not going to be a total shutdown for the St. Louis Blues. But I've got the St. Louis Blues slightly edging out the Dallas Stars. Maybe because of anger I have in the past, but you know, we're not going to, we're not going to talk about that. Fair, fair enough. All right, Chase, we both have the same matchup with the Boston Bruins and the Tampa Bay Lightning going toe to toe. This one, honestly, I think it would be the matchup of the year, the, the playoff matchup, at least of the year. If it were coming right off the regular season, I think it's still going to be a good matchup here coming off the pandemic, but who do you got going on this one? So I think this will be a series that the Tampa Bay Lightning take in six. I think it'll be they'll both split one and one in the first four games, like at home and away for each place. So they'll be two and two, and then games five and six, Tampa is just going to take the lead and take the win. Uh, it, it's going to be a very close, very competitive matchup. Uh, you know, the, the toughness of the Boston Bruins is always something to worry about. But adding, you know, guys like Blake Coleman at the deadline, like Barclay Goodrow. Those are the type of players that are really supposed to help us in these types of matchups, along with our super high-end talent. So I feel pretty confident about Tampa in this playoffs, against Boston especially. Okay, I feel you for sure. And during the regular season, I thought Boston was most definitely going to be the hardest matchup for our Tampa Bay Lightning as, you know, before the trade deadline, before we made the moves, our Tampa Bay Lightning team was a much more skilled team than they were physical. Boston, obviously a very skilled team, but also very physical. I thought, you know, if they beat up on us a little bit, we're going to get in our heads. It's going to be a tough series and it may be a series we lose, but because we're coming back off of the pandemic and I'm looking at the high-end skill. I'm giving it to Tampa Bay in six as well. I think if they met up in round three, which would be impossible based off of our playoff scenario, if they met up in round three, maybe Boston gets back in the groove a little bit more. They get the team game back a little bit more, grittiness back a little bit more, and maybe Boston can take the series but it was just a little bit too soon. Boston didn't have enough reps. They swept Columbus in the first round, so they don't have all those reps that Tampa does, and Tampa's going to slightly edge out Boston in six games for me. Yeah, I'm right with you. And then finally in the Eastern Conference, we've got the Washington Capitals versus the Pittsburgh Penguins for both of us. Oh, man. We had the same Eastern Conference? That's pretty cute. That's pretty cute. But Washington versus Pittsburgh. Chase, who do you have in this series? I give the advantage to the Caps in this one. Uh, I have it as another 4-2 series. You know, it's it's going to it's gonna be close. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a hard, hard-fought series. I think, the, you know, the talent is pretty even all around. I'm uh, just giving this advantage to Washington for whatever reason. I don't know. That's just what I'm feeling. Yeah, I feel you for sure. I'm going to give this one to Washington as well. I'm going to do it actually only in five because for some reason it seems like it either goes seven between these teams or or seven between these teams and Pittsburgh wins or it goes less than seven and Washington seems to take it. So I'm going to give it to Washington purely based off of goaltending. I think we've seen from Matt Murray multiple times that he can be very inconsistent And then Tristan Jari, this was his first full year in the NHL, and he looked absolutely phenomenal. But he's had stints up in the NHL in past years, and he wasn't the most consistent either. So uh, 
Purely based off of consistent goaltending, I think Washington edges this one out over the Pittsburgh Penguins. And, I mean, I'd love to see another OV Crosby matchup. Who doesn't love seeing those? Oh, absolutely. I agree. It's always a ton of fun seeing, you know, these two guys that have really been pitted against each other their whole careers. It's always fun seeing them go up against each other. Absolutely. Chase, you have Winnipeg versus Dallas in your Western Conference Finals. Who is making it to the Stanley Cup Finals? I do believe that the Dallas Stars will take this series 4-2. It'll be another tough series. As I said, though, I think they're just built to have the type of success that you need in the playoffs, especially coming off of this break and having players, you know, be refreshed, ready to go. I really like the odds of this Dallas team going to the finals, so I have one in the series 4-2. All right, and I have the St. Louis Blues overtaking the Winnipeg Jets in five to move on to the Stanley Cup Finals. And honestly, I don't really like doing this. I don't like having St. Louis in the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, I'm glad Boston's already knocked out by Tampa for me because if I would have had Boston in the Finals too, I would have been freaking bored because who wants to see the NBA Finals for the NHL? You know, just the same teams over and over and over. Uh, We like parity in the NHL. So uh, I will take St. Louis over Winnipeg. I think it's the logical choice, but... I'm not a big fan of the choice. No, I'm, I'm with you there. It's you definitely want the parody in the league. It's boring seeing the same thing over and over again. But in the NHL, if a team makes it two years in a row, I don't find that too big of a deal. Where, you know, the NBA, either LeBron or Steph Curry has played in pretty much every NBA final since they both entered the league. So, you know, that that's where it gets stupid. Yeah, it's pretty annoying. And then Eastern Conference Finals, Chase, Tampa, Washington. Very high-end skill on both teams. Very good goaltending on both teams. Who are you taking? I think Tampa's the better all-around team in this. Therefore, Tampa will win this series 4-2. to two. Uh, Should be a fun matchup for sure. Uh, but give me Tampa in the series 4-2. to two. I agree with the Tampa part. I'm going in 7. Honestly, I think this might be my favorite matchup. We just talked about how Tampa and Boston could be the matchup of the year uh, when it came to the playoffs. But honestly, I feel like this one might edge it out. I think this one would be absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I go seven here and uh, have Stamkos and the boys just edging out Washington. And, hey, this isn't bias. I know it's the Bolts broadcast. But honestly, go, go ask anybody. I feel like Tampa has to be at least a top three team and a top three favorite when it comes to winning the Stanley Cup. So uh, we'll get on to that now. Chase, you've got the Dallas Stars versus the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Stanley Cup Finals. I've got the St. Louis Blues versus the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Stanley Cup Finals. You're up first. Who do you got? This is a non-biased thing. It's not just because we covered the Tampa Bay Lightning. I have them this far. But I do have the Tampa Bay Lightning being the Dallas Stars in sixth to win the Stanley Cup. The team is just built to win. There's no way around it. You know, they had the disappointment last year. Everyone improved. The team, I feel, got better. They feel like they're in a better position this year. I really like the chances of kind of running through these playoffs and not not necessarily doing it with ease, but not, like, struggling either. Like, they'll have some tough matchups, but I think they're going to handle themselves pretty well, as they're built to do. Uh, should be a good 4-2 to two series in the finals, but I, it, it's hard for me not to make the Stampa team because they're just built so well. Yeah, I feel you, and I I would agree with you that I do think they're better suited for the playoffs this year, uh, coming off of a horrendous playoff experience last year, coming off of a a very hard start to the regular season this year. I think they have seen the adversity, have seen, okay, we're not the most talented team in the world, we can't, or 
we can't just win on our talent, I should say. Uh, so we got to bust our ass. We got to do more than just rely on our talent. So I would agree. The Tampa Bay Lightning are coming into the playoffs with a better mindset here. I'm going to put them over the St. Louis Blues and only five. And here's my thing. I think the Eastern Conference is just much better than the West. Uh, I think the... Tampa Bay Lightning, the Boston Bruins, the Washington Capitals, the Pittsburgh Penguins, and even the Philadelphia Flyers, if it were pre-pandemic, based off the regular season, I think they all could win the Stanley Cup over multiple Western Conference teams. I think the East is just that much better. So I'm giving it to Tampa in five. Uh, St. Louis, going to be a good matchup, but the East has a better prowess in my mind. Yeah, you know, I, I get what you're saying. The Western Conference always has that, you know, like kind of trap defensive type game, physical game. You know, that's historically what the Western Conference has been because you got to try to, you know, build your teams to match up against your common opponents. So they, they always play a little, a little more boring, less skilled game generally. So I, I'm with you in the same boat where I think the Eastern Conference is just better, especially this year. Uh, and really, whoever comes out of the East, whether it be Tampa or Boston or Washington, I think they're winning the Cup. Yeah, most definitely. And, I mean, I'm taking a look at the the teams right now. Vegas, they might be able to make it to a Stanley Cup final. I don't think they can win one. I don't think Winnipeg can win one. I don't think Edmonton, Calgary, or Nashville could win one. Uh, I think the only three teams on the west side would be St. Louis, Colorado, and Dallas. And one of those teams is going to get kicked out in the first round based off these playoffs. Uh, Versus, I just talked about the east. I think there's five teams, and... Uh, if Toronto wasn't lazy and just so messed up, maybe Toronto could do some damage too and maybe make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. But who knows? I, I think the better goaltendings on the east side too. You got Tuka, Vasilevsky, Braden Holpe, plus Ilya Samsonov, uh, Frederick Anderson, you got Murray and Jari. You got a lot of good goaltending there too. I don't know. We got the Eastern Conference just above the Western Conference, and uh, we've got our Tampa Bay Lightning winning the Stanley Cup. How do you guys feel about that? Let us know. Uh, finally, before we end the show, Chase, we've got hockey name of the day. Yes? We do. All right, perfect. Start scrolling down here. It's a fun one. That, okay. Um. All right, folks, hockey name of the day today is Bridge. Yes, it is. So I go on Elite Prospects today, and uh, you know, at the kind of the top of the page, there's a last added, and then there's a happy birthday thing, and then I see last added is this guy with the English right next to him, and his name is Bridge. I'm like, huh, is this a, this a team, and they just messed up or something? I click on it. It says it's a Canadian goalie who played for like the Manchester College or University in, in England in 1933, 1934. Uh, he's got zero stats. He's got no birthdays, got no height, got no weight, don't know how old he is, but his name is Bridge. What kind of a name is that? Bridge? I'm not really sure. It's 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 quite unique, to be honest, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't really, you know, know all, all these hockey names of the day, guys. I just happened to come across some cool names and jot them down, and this just happened to be one of the cooler ones I've come across. Like, would that even be a first name? Would that be a last name? I think it's kind of like 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 share or seal, you know. Oh, okay. So they don't they don't they don't have a first and last name. It's just one name. Yeah, it's like a stage name. Ah, like, like McLovin. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, hey, I kind of want a bridge jersey now. Not gonna lie. 
I know. It'd be pretty neat, wouldn't it? Absolutely. All right, Chase, that's it for the episode. Again, happy Mother's Day, guys. Let's end it with an outro. As always, we thank you guys for listening. If you'd like to become a patron on Patreon, we'd really appreciate it. Start as always a dollar. It goes up from there. You get access to some exclusive content with us down to one episode a week. You know, some episodes or some shows, excuse me, are producing different types of episodes, producing some sort of content on the Patreon. So if you guys want to check that out, we'd really appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast. That is at Bolts Broadcast. Follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That is at HockeyPodNet. Make sure to check out the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Find all podcasts within the network right there. Boom, just click on the logo. It takes you right to the SoundCloud. You listen easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, rate us five stars. You know, leave a comment. Send us some questions on Twitter. DM us, email us, whatever you got to do. If you got any questions, comments, concerns, just be sure to let us know. Absolutely. We want to thank you guys for coming out. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm so excited. Sports are back. UFC has brought sports back. We're hoping to see the major league commissioners continue to reach out and bring our other sports back. Be excited. It's a nice time. It's getting warm. The coronavirus seems to be uh, declining or plateauing. So it's going to be a good time. We're, we're ready. We're excited. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll talk to you next time.